from the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trunapole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the afc north champion cincinnati Bengals. now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up you guys are awesome i'm up to 1523 subscribers on youtube alone that is great I don't know how many people subscribe to the podcast. I haven't been able to figure that part out yet, but I know there's a lot of them, so I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Go to YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you like to support what I'm doing or make sure your uh, comment gets read, Give me a super chat. I greatly appreciate it. Because today's guest, we have Matt Ritchie. He's the, uh, I don't know, president, chairman of the board, whatever, for the season ticket holders. I don't, I know I messed up his title, but he's on here. So we can find out all about the Bengals uh, season tickets and what's going on with that. Now, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And as always, the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, what's up to everybody in the chat? Richard, what's going on? Platinum, DeVille, Zach, who else is in there? So I think that's all you guys are in there. Got, got a small crew in the in the chat crew today. But welcome to the show, guys. And yes, it sounds like Jesse Bates is uh, getting tagged, but that's not the end of the world. Well, we'll get to that later on. I'm here. We're here to talk about Bengals season tickets and how close we are to selling out almost every game, which would be unbelievable. And I've even heard talk about there might be a waiting list for season tickets. So 
to get all the best information, you got to go to the man. Here he is, Matt Ritchie. What is up, Matt? Hey, hey Iceman. How's it going? Good. How you doing today? I'm good. That was a good uh, job title you just created me. I got to <laughs> talk to my boss about that one. <laughs> what did I say? President of season tickets or captain of season tickets or whatever. I don't know. Yes, I, the longest job I, title in sports. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of just make stuff up, stuff up as I go along sometimes. So how you doing? You guys, uh, you guys haven't been busy or anything here lately, have you? Oh, yeah. It's just been really slow uh, the past couple of months here. No, not at all. It's been... It's been busy and it's been so much fun. This is my 12th year full-time working in sports and this has been the most fun year and uh, a lot of it has to do with that Super Bowl run, right? Oh, absolutely. That was that was an unbelievable season. It was by far the funnest year I've, you know, I've had as a Bengals fan in a long time. I mean, last time we made a Super Bowl run I was 12 or 13. So <laughs> it was a while ago. So, but I, I have talked to my, my my ticket girl Sarah and it sounds like you guys are pretty damn close to selling out of season tickets, aren't you? Yeah. So if you called one of us right now and you tried to get tickets on the club level, uh, we wouldn't have anything available. And then lower level is very depleted as well. Uh, we also, you know, have some locations for our season ticket member relocation uh, event, online event that's happening in April. Uh, so season ticket members can still relocate to other seats as well. Uh, but it is uh, it's getting to the point to where every game, all 10 games next year at Paul Brown Stadium, preseason and regular season, are going to be dynamic, loud, and a lot of fun. It's going to exactly. be Exactly. Awesome. And I, I love what you guys all did this year with the ruler, the jungle, and and the new entrance. And, and obviously the Ring of Honor was awesome and everything. So I know we got a lot of, a lot of cool stuff planned this next year. And um, – like I said, is there there is a rumor I heard that there possibly could be a waiting list for Bengals season tickets? I mean, I never thought in my lifetime we'd ever actually be talking about that. Is that something that could be considered here sooner? You know, those are just rumors. We'll see how the next uh, few months go. Uh, but yeah, Iceman, there's um, like if you called us today and asked for availability in certain sections, uh, club level, we wouldn't have anything available right now. Um, lower level, we would not have a lot at all. Uh, so it could get to that point. And that's why it's a great time right now to, hey, if you're thinking about it, if you're 50-50, give one of our sales reps a call and uh, they can even host you for behind the scenes tour of the stadium and show you some of the options in person. Uh, but it'd be if you're thinking about it and you're, you want to do it, it's probably best to act on it uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. Because the the, the uh, tour, uh, tour stadium tours are awesome. Because when you go there, there's nothing going on, so it's kind of cool. You get to see the ins and outs of the stadium and different things that you you don't normally get to get access to. So that, that's really cool. So you're telling me my section 158, the ti Tiger Den is is that is that sold out? Is that that end zone done? All the lower bowl is done. 158. Uh, we might have a couple pairs remaining right now, but that's wow. how close it is in 158. I remember that because I was the end zone and I've been on that section a lot lately because that's a fun section. And that's, that's usually that's the best section in the whole stadium. I mean, come on. Matt. It is, yeah. <laughs> so when I have a break during the game, I'll go to the top of 158, 160. And for those of you, that's a, like corner of the end zone where the Bengals come out. Mm -hmm. And that's where, when I have a break, that I watch the game, just standing up there at the top of those sections. But it's a great view of the game. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love I love being down there. And some people say, well, you can't you know, see stuff when you get farther away, which, yeah, it's a little harder. But the Bengals are right there. They come, they come out of the tunnel. You get all the fireworks and everything. And when we're scoring, they're coming right at you most of the time. So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Terry says, here you go. <laughs> he, said, he says he's tried to get tickets. I guess he said it's sold out. <laughs> there it is, confirmed by Terry. <laughs> so he, he needs he needs to call call the right people to try to get tickets. I guess because right, give us a call tomorrow, Terry. There you go, Terry. You can get in, man. Just get, you gotta get in quick because they're, they're going. So what? Uh, I guess what new things uh, do Bengals fans have to look forward to as far as you know things you can kind of let us know that might be a little different from this year or from last year to this year. You bet. So I think a big thing this past year, 
that we'll continue doing this year are things that we haven't done in a long time. One being the ruler of the jungle, which you mentioned, uh, the other being um, all the new uh, benefits that we have for season ticket members. We started those last year with concession discounts for season ticket members, pro shop discounts, and hopefully we're entering a time where we can start doing more of those exclusive events that we used to always do. Right. Um, the draft day party, which that could be a very, very late party this I year. Missed that. I missed that. Yes. I hope we can do that. that I missed that la- last couple of years. That would be fun. Those were so fun. So, Iceman, I, uh, yours truly emceed those for four years in the club level. We did in two club levels, and I had one and a, a guy named uh, Terry, who's also a seed ticket member. He had the other club level. And I emceed this, and I love doing it. The next year, they brought in a professional. A regular <laughs> and I was, oh, man. Oh, man, I was like, oh, come on. I get it. And then the radio DJ did it, and he was actually a lot better than me. <laughs> Come on, you're living your dream. You know, you could be out in front of everybody <laughs> talking, you know, be, you know, MC, MC Matt. We call, we call you Matt Ice, you know. Oh, man, it was cool. <laughs> I need a I need a radio voice uh, like you do for that kind of stuff. But um, I still get to work it and it's a blast. But doing that, some other STM offseason events that we're looking at doing, you know, we've had things like the uh, the behind the scenes tours in the past which are self-guided, which is more fun. And uh, we'll see what happens with training camp this year. Uh, But really it's bringing back some of the really cool things that we've done this year. You know, each scene ticket member will have a vote for the ring of honor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have the ruler of the jungle that people will be pumped up about and bring those benefits back for this year. And, uh, you know, with um, a Super Bowl run and everything, we'll have uh, things to celebrate. And exactly. uh, get back to the Super Bowl this year, and only thing is, uh, we'll we'll win it when we go to Phoenix this year. I, I like where your heads at, Matt. I like where your heads at. Now, that's one thing that's cool about you know that the COVID protocols are starting to be lifted, and we can do more and more things. So hopefully, we'll be able to do more. Uh, like you said, training camp when they let the fans in there more often, and and stuff during the, the offseason, like like the draft party. That like I said, that that is really cool. That is one event that is really cool that you guys put on. That like I said, we haven't been able to do it the last what was it been two years since they've done it? I think. It's been yeah, we haven't done it in two years. Yeah, it's been two years. So that's a that's a lot. That's a, a really fun event to be able to, to to belong to. Now, you have to be. That's just exclusively for season ticket holders. Is that is that right? Right, four okay. season ticket members. So yeah, you can be a part of it. And um, do you have any? You're probably well. I don't know. Maybe you got some got some guys got some plans. Do you have any any details of, of that? You can you can uh. Tell us right now that you know what's going to happen. Any special guest or anything like that? Not any any of that yet. I don't want to get your hopes up. Um, I will say though that when it comes to planning events, uh, there are people that I work with here every day that are so one great coworkers, but very fun to plan events with because we go all in with the events. Um, as in there's ideas everywhere, you know, some of them may not work. Some of them will, some of them are pretty innovative and pioneer uh, to where we're looking to do different things every single year um, and not COVID years. That is right. Uh, So I'm excited to see what we come up with for this year and get a lot of those creative minds on board. I'm I'm excited too. And, And it's just, you guys did so much stuff this year. It's, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be hard to top, but I'm really, excited to see what what uh you guys have in, st- in store for the uh for the Bengal fans this upcoming season i know we're all kind of right right now we're all waiting with bated breath to see what the Bengals do in free agency and everything and i had the news news of jesse bates which doesn't mean he's he's, he's going he's not going anywhere it doesn't mean he's not gonna get signed long term but you know all this stuff is in flux and we're all kind of nervous but you know it's it's exciting nervous and that's what i think is so cool about being a Bengals fan and being a, a Bengals season ticket holder now is you could be a part of this. And this is this is a family. Like when we go to like I'll just say it's section 158. We're down there and, and I've and I sit behind Dale and and uh Derek, or they sit behind me. Uh and they've become two of my best buddies, I think. You know, and I've we just met each other th- this year. So it's really cool. It's like a family when you go down there, and it's not the big drunken party that some people think an NFL football game is. It, it is right. fun. You can bring your kids down there, you can have a good time. And it's just an absolute blast, but especially when we're winning and we're going to the Super Bowl, man. So that, that makes it even better. Yes, it does. I'm glad you said that. It's a big part 
on making this a family-friendly environment. And, you know, there is that uh, stereotype out there that whenever you go to an NFL game, it's just, you know, a lot of people acting um, like that, what you just said. But right. a big part of it is having a family-friendly environment. And that's what I've been really happy with uh, this year, especially those last few games where uh, we were – we were winning and everyone's hugging each other. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, dude, I was, hugging, I was hugging everybody. I was like, yeah. I can't believe this. Like, well, the first one, we win a playoff game, and I I started crying. I'm like, this is, I never, like, I always said, I never thought we'd win one, but it just took us so long to do it. It was such an awesome, awesome event. And and the cool thing was that we, everybody in section one, we all had cigars, and I kind of ha- helped hand them all out. And we lit them up. And I know you're not supposed to smoke in there, but, but nobody said anything, which was cool because I'm like, that got it. We finally won a playoff game, and then we were celebrating, and it was so much fun. That was what was so cool about it. And all the security guards, everybody just kind of let us hang out for a little while. We, I mean, they had to basically make us leave, but they were nice about it. Like, you know, we understand, but y'all got to go. <laughs> you yes. know, yeah. you gotta leave. But it's just the atmosphere is so different this past year than than it has been in years past. And I think that has a lot to obviously a lot to do with winning. I mean, winning changes everything, but I think it also has a lot to do with the way the organization has changed the the experience that you guys are trying to to convey here for the for the fans of Cincinnati. Yeah, definitely. When Elizabeth Blackburn got here uh, two almost coming up on two years, almost coming up on two years, she has helped out a lot and it has been absolutely absolutely great. And you know, she's implemented a lot of things here with and it's always a team effort with a, a lot of people, but uh, really, when I think about the ruler of the jungle and the ring of honor, you know, it's the whole Brown family and the whole Bengals franchise. But I know Elizabeth had a lot to do with uh, getting that implemented. And it's been a lot of fun working with her, too. Yeah, exactly. I, I think uh, uh, Mike Brown said uh, she's the only one that's not scared of him. So, <laughs> yeah. so that kind of when your granddaughter uh, uh, tells you stuff, it kind of has a bigger influence on you than, than other people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. A crib keeper says, uh, "Mr. Richie, the Ring of Honor game is going to be, or is it going to be a night game again?" Ooh, we will see. So we haven't chose. We got to wait till the schedule comes out. First of all, uh, I'm excited to see what the schedule is. It's going to be released in late April, early May, and uh, I think when it's at night, it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited to see what game we choose for that, the opponent, and also who you guys vote for too. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you right now who I'm voting for. It's Willie Anderson. I'll, I'm, I'm going to put my as much influence as I have out there. Willie Anderson should be the next one because Dad gone. He better go in the Hall of Fame uh, next year because I think it's a crock of you know what that he didn't get, get in this year because uh, um, oh I can't remember the guy's name for the the Jacksonville uh, tackle. He got it, which I think he should have got in, but not before Willie Anderson. I think that was a just terrible in my in my my opinion. But as it goes, the Bengals. Don't get respect for the Hall of Fame, but hey, like I said, that's why I think Willie Anderson should be the next guy. Hopefully, he gets in the Ring of Honor this year in 2022, and in 2023, he goes into the Hall of Fame. That would be unbelievable. Yes, would love to get Willie in there. And what I appreciate about Bengals fans last year, I saw like I follow Willie on Twitter, and he's great on Twitter. And uh, a lot of people have been repping for him to get there, and it's good to see social media backing up because we all think so. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's getting the word out to others that, hey, this needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I've said this before, and you know, Bengal Jim did his big uh, j- uh, jungle to the hall last year. Hopefully he'll do it again this year. I, I know he's thinking about it. I don't, know, I don't know if he's going to or not. But just that in general as, as a fan base, planning that and executing it, you know, by themselves is, is unbelievable. And as much support as he got for his main Bengal fans were up there, I, I think that more of that stuff needs to happen just because the narrative that we don't have any good players or haven't had any is ridiculous. Cause I mean, I still think it's irritating and ridiculous. Isaac Curtis is not in the hall of fame. They actually changed the NFL rules for him <laughs> because they couldn't cover him. I mean, so when you change a rule for a player, you automatically should be in the NFL <laughs> or I mean, be in the hall of fame. <laughs> exactly. No, um, I'm hoping we get some more players in the hall of fame and, I do think the having a ring of honor is going to help that and get the name out there too. Uh, that, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And spe- speaking of the ring of honor, I, I love the jackets. The, the the I was always curious. I thought I thought for sure you guys were going to do 
orange jackets, but the black jacket with the stripes on the inside is very classy and sleek, and I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. That was a, a pleasant surprise because the first because where I'm sitting, they're opening up the jackets, and I couldn't see because they're opening it up toward the, the stands. And I'm looking up at the at the jumbo I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. So. That was really cool when they were opening it up and everything. That mm-hmm. was my favorite part, and they kept that a, a big secret on what it looked like too because. Um, I don't think I saw it until that night or the following day when I was watching highlights because I was working during halftime. I couldn't see that part, uh, but the jacket was really sweet. I loved oh, it. Yeah, it was awesome. I actually got to meet uh, Ken Riley uh, the second in person. I've talked, I had him on a show a couple of times. I got, got to meet him in person the night before, and I was trying as hard as I could. So I said, so you got measured for the jacket? You know, what's it look like? What's going on? He goes, it looks good. You'll like it. I'm like, you're not gonna give me anything. He's like, nope. Like, oh man. <laughs> so I was trying like hardest to get to get him, but to give me some kind of information. But uh, but he he steadfast and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't tell me anything. But once I saw it, I'm like, wow, that that is slick. That is that is real slick. I like that. Now, a question for you: Talk about the rule of the jungle, and we talked about the Ring of Honor. If it's a night game or whatever, you might not know the answers on this either. When will you guys be announcing who will be the uh, the next uh, rulers of the jungle uh, for this year? Usually, it's you know, we make calls and put feelers out there too. It just got, it has to work with schedules as well. Right. But usually it's a week or two prior to each game. Because okay. one, schedules change a lot. Right. And two, there's a lot of commitments that, hey, can you do this eight months from now? <laughs> right. Things change right. a lot. So um, <laughs> exactly. it's usually one to two weeks uh, before the game. Okay. Now, uh, Crip Keys are. Got one. I, I think I can answer this, but I'll let you answer. I said, uh, Mr. Risty got, got an idea for you. How about a cigar bar or a shop in the stadium, LOL? I would love that in our in our no-smoking stadium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, we can't the, smoke in the stadium. <laughs> so there are uh, some teams that have uh, cigar bars, and I think it's just – I don't know if it's a county rule or a state rule, uh, but I love the idea of a good cigar bar. Um, I'm big on cigars as well. Now, don't ask me names or anything like that. I'm usually good with the uh, the free cigar that my my uncles uh, give me. Uh, but right, exactly. I do enjoy Dude, cigar. I, I, if I saw you, I gave you some Jackpot Joey cigars. You could have lit, lit one of those up with you. <laughs> you know, I, I love that logo behind you too. I still have the long sleeve tee uh, that that you all gave me. So thank you again. I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. Yeah, we got we had we're handing out cigar. Well, that. Hand out a lot of cigars, sold a lot of cigars, especially down there on the banks after the uh, Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. That was that was an unbelievable night, a night I don't think I'll ever forget. And that, that's the other cool thing, too, is is after you like before and after Bengals games, you if you don't want to go tailgate at a random parking lot or something, you can go hang out and have a, a dinner or, or breakfast or whatever at the banks. I mean, the yeah. whole area down there is so so much nicer than it ever was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we just had, you know, Riverford Stadium and there was what caddies, sleep out Louis and a couple other things. That that was really it. There wasn't a whole lot of bars and restaurants and stuff to do down there. But in between the two two stadiums is awesome. So I mean it's a great you can make a, a full day out of it. And and like especially after we win uh in Kansas City and you can hang out down there at the banks all night and wait till the Bengals get back home and walk down to the stadium and cheer them come back in from the buses. I mean it's 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 an unbelievable area and it's so cool of how everything is 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 put together down there now you bet and i know that the playoffs and the super bowl helped the banks a lot you know every restaurant and bar was affected by the pandemic and everything Uh the fact that one they got to do all the pre and post game parties for the raiders game Uh and some people stayed at the bars for there that weren't able to make it to the game right but even the two away games which I went down to the banks for the uh, Chiefs game, and uh, I'm just glad that the bars had great four great weekends. Uh, oh yeah, right there, and that just helps out them a lot, and they deserve yeah. that because they've been great to us this year. You know, they've been great to the Reds uh, for years. They've been great to us every year too, and yeah, it's nice to have. Yeah, it's good for them. I mean, unfortunately, especially since unfortunately baseball is locked out, so who knows when. Baseball will start soon, so I mean they, they don't have the revenue that w- they would normally have, like for opening day, the b- a big weekend for them. So they're not going to have that, unfortunately. Right. But they they do have they did have these big giant weekends, so that that does help them. 
And yeah, you know, people just, you know, go down there to the banks and hang out. It's, it's a good time. So anyway, so if people are looking to get tickets still, what uh, number, uh, website, all that stuff, where, where could they, uh, who do they contact? You bet. Bengals.com slash tickets, or you can call 513-621-8383. And 8383 is TDTD, touchdown, touchdown. Just think Burrow to Jamar Chase. Exactly. We've had that for a long time now. So get your, get, get your phone calls in and get your tickets because they're going quick. Matt, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's always a great time with you. And like I said, I, you guys keep up the good work. Thanks, Iceman. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Who day? Who day? All right, guys. I hope you like that. Matt's a great dude. I just want to get you guys some information about what's going on with tickets if you guys are interested in getting some. So I know we can get into the uh, Jesse Bates conversation here. Now, yes, they did tag Jesse Bates. Um, now, that if, if now the thing is, they have until July 15th still to sign him to a long-term contract after that, then the franchise tag would kick in and they would, that would lock them into about 13 million for this year. So it's not horrible. And I got another article. If you guys read the article I, I wrote earlier, uh, I wrote last, I wrote it last this past week. And I put it out today on the ice bar. I have another one that I'm working on about Jesse Bates and I'll probably put it on the ice bar again here uh, tonight after the show. But if you look at it this way, I really think the Bengals are really being cautious about their money and their, their, their future. Uh, Cause their future, as we all know, is jackpot, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and they have to spend money on the offensive line. And there's a lot of smoke about uh, um, uh, different guards, Ryan Jensen, um, uh, uh, Cobert from the Rams. I can't, the other guard from uh, the 49ers slips my mind right now. There's a lot of talk about them. And I, my article was about uh, Brown possibly getting him as a right tackle. I think it has a lot to do with, they got to figure out how much money they're going to spend on the offensive line. Cause that not that Jesse Bates is not a priority. Jesse Bates is a priority, but they have to get this part. This has to be done. They have to fix this offensive line because we cannot have, Jackpot Joey Burrow getting sacked 70 freaking times again. That's my personal opinion. That's where I think they're kind of wavering. They get that done. I get, it, get, it gives them time, July 15th, where they can hopefully sign Jesse Beats. I hope they do. I don't know if they will or not, but I, that's, you know, I'm hoping they will. They sound like they want to. Jesse Bates wants to be here. So that's kind of where I my mindset is with this whole thing. Yes, I wish they would have signed him. But I think it all has to do with what the money they're going to spend now and the money they're going to have to spend in the future. Because, like I said before, you have Jackpot Joey Burrow in two or three years. You have him, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase all coming up. And I know they want to keep all of them, and none of them are going to be cheap. So, yes, you have to be in all-in-win mode now. But you also, in the back of your head, have to go, okay, hold on. We got all this money that we have to pay eventually. So you got to work contract contracts out a couple years in advance to be able to figure out how to fit all this in so they can keep as much talent as they can here in Cincinnati. It's my thing. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I cannot wait. Like I said, I've said it a ton of times. I cannot wait until um, free agency. Now, unfortunately, next week I will be on vacation. But when they sign a free agent, I will go on live and we'll talk about it, who they signed and what they signed or who, who they signed, how much they signed them for, and all that stuff. So I always say make sure you subscribe to the channel. That way, when I go live, you'll, you'll be notified because next week, I don't know when I'll be on. So, all right, let's see here. Let's get to some of the comments here. Uh, Sammy says, Who day? What's up, Samuel? Uh, okay, Jeff, you wish you lived in Cincinnati. So I go to get, hey, it's fun, dude. Um, yes, you're right. They, that's what I was saying. J- Jeffrey Turner says that they could still sign him after they tag him. Exactly. The, the tag doesn't really take effect, <clears throat> excuse me, until July 15th. So we're in March. We got a lot of time to be able to sign him. Now, I do, like I said, Jesse Bates has come out and said he doesn't want to be the high, doesn't need to be the highest paid safety in the league. Now, he played like one of the best safeties in the league in 2020. 2022 wasn't as good. Playoff Bates was awesome. So that's where all the wavering comes from. And the Bengals, for their 
the way they structure contracts and the way they pay players, they don't, they have not paid big money for safeties and guards. The thing is, it's also going to be in my article. This year, those are two positions they have to spend money on to keep guys or to to improve their position. They have to spend money to keep Jesse Bates. I mean, thirteen million dollars for one year—that's a lot of freaking money. <laughs> you know, I'd take it for one year. That's a lot of lot of money. I don't think they want to actually do that for one year. I think they'd like to spread it out over three or four years, you know, and, and give them incentives and bonuses and stuff like that. But they're going to have to pay guards, and it sounds like that they're trying to. They're talking to free agent guards. So two positions that they don't historically pay money for, they're going to have to. And I think they're slowly coming to that to that fruition of, of how, how they're going to do it and, you know, how much money they're going to put on it. All right, let's see here. Uh, I got to get rid of this. Hang on a second here. Block you. Um, okay. Uh, Anthony, you think uh, Jesse Bates wants too much money. I don't necessarily think it's that. Because if he wants too much money, he would say that, that he would say, actually, I'm the best safety in the league. I want to get paid as the best safety in the league. What's too much money? I, he doesn't want that that high value of money. I don't think. I mean, he's come out and said it. He wants to get paid good. And like I said, the Bengals historically don't spend money on safeties, at least not that much. So that's where the impasse comes. And I do think they're trying to figure out how much money they're going to spend on the offensive line. You know, and like I said, they have to spend money on two positions that they normally don't spend money on. So, and you know, and the other thing is his agent could be really trying to, 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 you know, the agent is trying to get as much money for his client as he can. You know, that's what's happening. And I know last year, I really thought after they got Sam Hubbard signed, I really thought Jesse Bates was going to be next in line. I thought they were signing pretty easily, you know, because the year before that they had Joe Mixon, they signed him. So I thought they'd sign Sam and they'd sign Jesse Bates. Well, it didn't happen. And now we're to this point. And I know Jesse Bates has went out and supposedly unfollowed the Bengals on Twitter and all that stuff, which take that for what it's worth. I, you know, I, I don't, he's upset that they franchise tagged him. He doesn't want to be franchise tagged. So, you know, we will see what happens. Um, I don't understand that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. You, you know, we know you're upset. Uh, Jeffrey Turner here. <clears throat> I think 15 to 17 a year is fair. That's still a lot of money. Um, I honestly, I think they're at, to be honest, because the average top five is about 13 million. That's where he's at with the franchise tag. I think the, I mean, if you're at 13 now, and you want to go up to 17, that's three. That's a, kind of the big jump. 17 the bigger jump. I think you get him at between 13, and I would say I would say they're more like 13 to 15. <clears throat> Excuse me. Million is probably where they're at. But it also, I think a lot of it is they want to get the guaranteed money. I think Jesse Bates and his agent are trying to get guaranteed money. And... I don't think the Bengals want to do that. I personally think that's the hang-up. They are okay with, I think, doing a big signing bonus. Um, because the thing is, with the Bengals, most of the time, if you sign a long-term contract with the Bengals, you you stay throughout the entire contract. They very rarely cut guys. Now, I know there's talk. They're probably going to cut Trey Waynes. They should cut Trey Waynes. And there's been talk coming out now that they might cut Trey Hopkins, which, you know, that goes to – Another reason why I think they might sign Ryan Jensen. I know I've said over and over again, move him to guard, but they might just cut him and then they could sign um, Corbin um, or Daniels for about the same amount of money that you're paying uh, Trey Hopkins. So that's another thing. They could, could, could cut them. But historically, Bengals players live out the contract. They, they, the Bengals fulfill. They don't usually cut guys early. So that's one thing that the Bengals – can't always say, but it's an NFL contract. They can cut them anytime they want. So that's why the players are trying to really get the guaranteed money and the money up front. And I think that's what a lot of it has to do with. And Augie says, uh, he don't need to be the highest paid. He said that. Yeah. He said he doesn't need to be. So that's where I don't, I don't really think that's, I don't think it's the amount of money. 
per se. I think it's the guaranteed. You know, I really do think that is the hang up. How much money he would like guaranteed and how much the Bengals are willing to guarantee. Because again, you guarantee this money, it's gone. It's to Jesse Bates. They have money that they want to put on at least two offensive linemen, hopefully three. And then in, like I said, a couple years, you got a big chunk coming to Jackpot Joey Burrow, a, a big chunk coming to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and I know they want to keep them. So that's another thing. With the guaranteed money, it's guaranteed. And they got to figure out how long it's going to be guaranteed and how that's going to affect the rest of the deals that the Bengals are trying to do under the salary cap. And it would be great if the Bengals would spend all the way up to the salary cap, but they don't. They're getting closer. <laughs> they're better than they used to be, and they're getting closer but they still don't spend all the way up to the cap, which isn't always a bad thing because once you do that, you can start getting into cap hell, which you don't want to do that either. All right, uh, Samuel, who's better, Tyron Matthew or Jesse Bates? Uh, right now, I think Jesse Bates is better than Tyron Matthew, and he's younger. So I would take uh, Jesse Bates over Tyron Matthew. Can somebody ask me that? Uh, earlier this week, if, if I think they should sign him, sign Tyron Matthew, and I said no, because I do. We do need a corner. I seriously think I was at the combine Sunday yesterday. There's a lot of good DBs out there. The Bengals can get a good DB, I think, in the second round that they they could be able to plug and play in there, and and be very productive for for them for next year. But we'll see. Crip. I, I read something about TJ Hushmanzada saying the Bengals, <clears throat> excuse me, are getting a new indoor practice facility. Man, and I hope it happens. So tired of hearing about it. Um, from all the talks that I've ever read about it, that they own the land over by where Hilltop uh, Concrete of Blacktop is, or the city has bought it, I should say. And that's potentially an area they could put it but they're trying to move Hilltop and the legality of it. Of trying, I, I don't understand. It's hard to move Hilltop for some reason or something like that. But I've heard for the last couple of years, that's where the, the city owns that. And that's potential to where the indoor facility slash Bengals Hall of Fame could eventually be. We'll see. Uh, let's see, Samuel. The Bengals offensive line was kind of like the Cincinnati Reds bullpen. Both were the worst in the league and only did a little bit to add to their bullpen or sign Reef. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they, I, I, I wish, the offensive line wasn't horrible. It's hard to say that. It wasn't horrible. There were times they were they were pretty good. They were okay. And then there's times they're really bad. They're really inconsistent. And that has a lot to do with why the offensive line was really inconsistent. So they did do stuff. They just didn't do enough. What the Bengals hindsight, what the Bengals should have done last year is try to get Zeitler. If you could have got Zeitler and Reef as your guard, right guard and right tackle, that would have been a good combination better than what we had. Now, Reef still got injured. And that was Isaiah Prince came in, which Isaiah Prince did okay. Not great. He did okay. But that had a lot to do with it, I think. The inconsistency of Jackson Carmen. They needed Jackson Carmen to come in and be a plug-and-play right guard, and he wasn't. He might be, future-wise, I am not giving up on Jackson Carmen or Deontay Smith. I think they both could be eventually a right, uh, Jackson Carmen, a, a guard for us, and Deontay Smith could eventually be a, a guard or a tackle for us. But that's that was the biggest problem with what they, they tried last year. Everything else worked. All the free agency worked. All the draft picks worked except Jackson Carmen. And going from college as a as a left tackle to a right guard in the NFL is a hard transition. And he didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't a plug and play guy. They they should have had a veteran guy in there. That's where I'm hoping they don't make the same mistake, and they at least get a guard, possibly two. And it's, if you get like, I unbelievable. If they get <laughs> Brown and Corbin and Jensen as the interior, and then you sign uh, 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 Morgan, just throw this up, Morgan uh, Moses. You have in the right a uh, right tackle next year, and that's your and you have Jonah Williams as your left tackle. 
Give me that offensive line. I take that all day long. So we'll see. All right. Let's hear Ken. Do you think we will resign Trey Flowers, who was a safety in college? Yes. I, I do think they they liked him. They like his height. They like the way he played. Um, I don't, but he's not a guy they sign right now. Um, because you got tiers of different, you know, free agents. Like next week is gonna be your top of the top of the line guys. Like Flowers, they might not sign him till May. <laughs> you know, he might be, you know, a late eight. Late April, early May signing. But, yes, I do think they're going to sign him. Uh, let's see here. Well, Oliver says, will we be in play for J.C. Jackson? I think it depends. I don't. I honestly don't think so. Uh, but if we don't get as many offensive linemen as they tried to get or want to get, then, yes, I think we could be. You know, because the thing is, if you guys watch any of the NFL Combine, there's a lot of good DBs there. And you know me, I'm a I'm a I'm a Bearcat fan. I know Sauce Gardner is not going to be there. I mean, he balled out, looked great. Kobe Bryant looked really good. Kobe Bryant might not be there. I and mean, Kobe Bryant might have worked his way up into a, a late first round pick. I mean, I, I don't know. Um so I really would I, I would perfect scenario for me is they fix the offensive line in free agent. I would love them to sign at least three. And I like I said, with I don't know about you guys, but I'm okay if Jackson Carman and Deontay Smith fight it out for the left or right guard. I'm okay with that if you have uh Corbin or if you have uh uh I keep saying I can't think of his name, the guy from San Francisco, Laramie Brown. Is that his name? Anyway, uh if you get one of those two at the other guard and you have a right tackle, uh that would be fine. I'm okay with that. So if you fix that, then you're very defensive heavy in the draft. And that me, to me means getting a defensive lineman. I would love to get Davis out of Georgia. That is one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen run as fast as I've ever seen a guy over 300 pounds run. I would love to get him. I would love to get Wyatt. They did so good in the combine. I don't know if they're going to be there because <laughs> I go on PFF and I do all these different mock drafts and stuff. And at first, one of those two used to were always there. Now after combine, they're not there. <laughs> so that tells me they're not going to be there. And a lot of officers, I say, you're like, all right, Ice, let's get an offensive lineman. Well, there's a lot of offensive linemen that I like that aren't there either. So that's where I'm kind of, uh, I don't know what they're going to get at, at, at 31. You know, there isn't a lot of guys that I'm like, okay, I'd be good with them. You know, and I mean, not I'd be bad with them, but that also comes back to, I think I tweeted out earlier today where I wouldn't mind them exploring the idea of trading for Laramie Tunzel. Now, I know uh, uh, Ken, not not the one on the chat here, um, has tweeted me out <laughs> over the weekend where he thinks that the Houston Texans would be willing to, tr we could trade them Trey Hendrickson, or Trey, uh, no, the, not Trey Hendrickson. The, I always do that every time. The cornerback who got hurt. You guys know what I'm talking about, the free agent we signed that never played. Trey, him, and a fifth or sixth round pick and get Laramie Tunzel. There is absolutely no way the Texans will give us Laramie Tunzel for a fifth round pick and a cornerback who played two games in two years for us. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you're going to have to give up 31. Yeah, Trey Waynes. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Trey Waynes. I can't. There's too many Trey's on the team. <laughs> Trey Waynes. You're not giving them Trey Waynes and a fifth or sixth round pick for Laramie Tunsil. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to give them pick 31. You're going to have to give them a second or third round this year's pick or future pick to get him. Now, the Bengals, to do that, they will always want a pick back. It's And it, it depends if the Texans want to trade him or not. I don't even know if the pe Texans want to trade him, you know? So, but that's where I get to the point where I'm going through these mock drafts and I'm looking at these offensive linemen. They're not really there. These defensive linemen, they're not really there. So that's where I'm kind of like, okay, maybe you look more into seeing if the Texans are really interested in trading Laramie, Laramie Tunzel and seeing what it would take to get him. I don't know if they're going to or not. Like I said, I'm just spitballing. Like I said, I'm doing this just from research that I've done on different different stuff and and the mock drafts, which the mock draft simulators, you can take it for what it's worth, but the computer spits out the algorithm of to 
where guys have went up in, you know, for as far as the combine goes, where they're slotted before that and all that. So it's fairly accurate to where the players are going to be drafted and fairly accurate to what is going to be there when your team drafts. And we're drafting at 31. And like I said, I've done it probably four or five times today. And every time I've done it, there's not a lot of offensive linemen or, or uh, defensive linemen there. Let's see here. Luke, you're not trading for him. He's the highest paid talent. Okay. <laughs> All right. Luke says we're not trading for him, so there you go. <laughs> I don't know if we're trading for him or not. I'm just talking, dude. But anyway, <laughs> every time Luke, every time I suggest somebody, Luke's always like, oh, we're not getting him. <laughs> I love you, Luke. I do. I love you, Luke. But every time I suggest somebody, you're like, yep, not getting him. So, but anyway, I I um I did do if you saw my article, I did do an article about uh Brown from the uh, Patriots of maybe signing him. So anyway, and you get a DB at 30. You could get a DB at 31. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. They could get a DB at 31. There, this is a big, and I've talked about that before. There is a big DB class. It just is. So that, that is a very big possibility that they could get one of these top DBs there. But we're not going to get the, the guy... Um, oh, you actually like Trent Brown. All right. Luke likes somebody I said. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Go read my article about it on the ice bar. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, <laughs> give me all, all losing my train of thought here. But yeah, you can get, get a very good DB at 31, I think. And you, I still think you can get one in the second round too. Just, just depends on who's there. Now, like I said, if you guys looked at my article, I was on the ice bar. What I said was you sign Ryan Jensen, which Luke probably could tell me they're not going to sign him because it costs too much money. I don't know. But there's a lot of talk that they might sign him. I don't know if they're going to or not. You get him or you get Bozeman at center. You got them. And then you have Trenton Brown at your right tackle. And then you can sign either Corbin or the kid from uh, the guy from the 49ers, which his name slips my mind. If you sign three of those guys, that's your center, your guard, and your right tackle. And that leaves Jordan Williams at left tackle, which I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm okay with Jordan Williams. A left tackle. He's not, he hasn't got to be the all pro left tackle that we all hope, hope he'll become, but we have to look at it this way. Last year was his first year playing every single game, you know? So he's got that one healthy season under his belt. Hopefully he'll get some more and he'll improve. Now I'm okay with Len Jackson, Carmen, Deontay Smith. And if they keep Trey Hopkins or cut him, whatever, if Trey Hopkins is, is, is still here, putting him in the mix for, for the, the left or right guard. Now, that's where I think is the most likely scenario as far as the money goes with the Bengals. You know, like Lucas said, that they're, they're not gonna they don't want to spend a ton of money on all the time, which again that goes to why I think they're they are franchise tagging Jesse Bates. I think they got to find out how much money they're going to allocate for the offensive line to put for Jesse Bates. And then future wise you got Joe Burrow, uh uh, T Higgins and, and Jamar Chase to pay for too. So that's where I think all this is motion of, of, of money and, and what they can do. So I don't hope I'm not just going all over the place, but you know, uh, you love Trent Brown. Yeah. Trent Brown. And I hope Haas, I hope they can get him. I, I think that would be a good, a good fit for him. So, all right, let's see here. Samuel, why don't we just make Trey Wayne's play corner? Uh, because he sucked at it. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Sam. If he was good, if, if they liked him, they wouldn't have played um, Eli Apple there. I mean, to be honest, they, there's something there. He did not look good when he played. So that that's, to me, that's the reason they don't play him there. So, all right. Augie, even if we went O-line first, last draft, it would not have worked. I mean, What if we went O line first and last draft? I guess you were commenting on something else. Oh, right, here you go. All I know is they tried to fix the O line by drafting O line. Despite it not being our first pick, even if it was, it would have would it have worked? I think we build through free agency. Hopefully, draft Kobe at thirty one. I mean Kobe Bryant. The thing is, and they haven't had any. I agree with that uh, too. Um, they haven't any luck drafting offensive linemen. So that's why another thing where I'm not big. I mean, I, I want them to draft guys because because we're in depth. We need people to to uh, hopefully hit. 
But the bigger thing is, like I've said before, our defensive free agents that we have and our defensive side of the ball is built a lot on free agents, and they're not all going to be here. So we really have to build depth in the defense. So when these guys uh, leave, you know, though they don't sign them or they can't sign them or whatever in the next couple of years, they have younger guys to replace them. That's what they're going to have to do to keep going. Because like I keep saying, Joe Burrow's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> eventually. So they're going to have to be smart about these other contracts because they know they got this big behemoth jackpot. Joey Burrow, the guy behind me, is going to cost them a lot of money. Hopefully not as much as I think. Hopefully he'll be nice and, you know, take a little less money. But it might be <laughs> – I mean, the stuff I'm hearing from Aaron Rodgers of how much he's going to get, oh, unbelievable. I mean, it's a lot of freaking money if you can get it, get it. But, wow. <laughs> so those are the things they got all have to consider. With you know, So there's a lot of balls in the air. Where do you think Georgia uh, – Sammy says, where do you think Jordan Davis from Georgia is going to go? Um, there are talk he has moved himself up to the top ten, uh, honestly. So he's going to be – I think he's going to be long gone before he gets to us. If he's not, I'm if I'm the Bengals, I'm running to the podium to, to get his, uh, his name in. Luke, ton of death for the starting O-line talent. In rounds three and five this year – Code Mays is my hope and dream right now can play all five spots. Yes. Yeah. He, I mean, like I said, they can get guys for depth. Yes. I agree with you there, Luke. And I, that's where I, there, there's a lot of good cornerbacks, like you said earlier, and defensive linemen that I, I'm really hoping they take one of those at 31 is where I want and get depth in the offensive line in the later rounds. But they also have to get depth in uh, the, 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 defense which to me is secondary which i know we have to replace i don't want to say replace eli apple but i want eli apple to be our number four not our number two so that's where and i would like to get some say a future safety because let's be honest bell is getting older he's he he might they might not resign him after his contract is up i think next year so if you can get another safety to to in the background to come in to plug and play too that's another thing they have to think about too so that's why I think safety depth would be good. Uh, just secondary depth would be good. Offensive line depth would be good. <laughs> Excuse me. And the defensive line with Larry Ogunjobi being a free agent, BJ Hill being a free agent. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name right now. Uh, we have three guys that, that are free agents on there. You're going to have to get somebody. I I hope they sign both, BJ Hill and, and Larry O. I don't know if they will. I think there's a good shot of signing one and not the other. And if they do that, then I think they have to try to find somebody in the first round, second, you know, in the draft to be able to be, be in there so they can have them as a rotation. Ken, hoping the Bengals draft one of my Tennessee Vols. Mays at guard, Butler at DT, LOL. They interviewed both. Yeah. That, that's what's going to be so, I think, is what's so cool about this draft this year. Last two drafts. I mean, everybody knew we were drafting Jack by Joey Burrow. Last year, most people knew we were drafting Jamar Chase or Jimmy Peninsula. So it wasn't a whole lot of drama or whatever. This one, it's there's so many different things that could happen because you don't know who's going to be there at 31. You know, there's so many things the Bengals could do. Defensive tackle, offensive line, a, a, a DB. You know, there's a lot of different things that they could do. And it all depends on what to do with free agency. So. I think this is fun. I actually enjoy this, I think, more than I did the last couple of years because there's a lot more stuff we can talk about. Uh, yes, Samuel, 341. I'm talking about Davis. 349 pounds running at a 478. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I Dude, if Davis is there, I'd love to get him. I don't think he's going to be there. <laughs> I don't think Wyatt's going to be there either. Both of them looked great. Ken says the safety from Notre Dame would be a nice pickup for us. Yeah, I saw him over the weekend. He looked pretty good, too. Oh, excuse me. You want some updates on Jeremy? Um, Jeremy is doing better. He's recovering. He is walking around a little bit as far as I know. I said, I've been, unfortunately, I've been really, really busy. I haven't had to call the guy and I'm trying not to bug him all the time because, you know, he's in pain. Um, uh, he's doing PT, physical therapy. Um, and I think that's going well. Um, so, as soon as he can sit up in a chair for an hour, he will probably be back on the show. 
that is the best the update I can give from you. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, it's about 624. So I think I want to start rolling on out of here, but I appreciate every single one of you guys. I will have an, another article I'm putting up. It'll be up at the ice bar about Jesse Bates. And so if you guys can check that out. Yeah, I'm trying to write articles. So see what happens. If I, if you guys like them, check them out, tweet them out. I'd appreciate it. They're going to be all on uh, the ice bar and also on the uh, Strawberry Ice Facebook page. But let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. They are Hootie Nation, Hootie Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Buck Nuts, and then the Ice Bar. Like I said, that's where I'm putting my articles up. Check it out there. Uh, if, if the articles go good, people like it, I might actually start a blog. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trotopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight. The podcast, you guys are doing awesome. I, I'm getting a lot of listens on the podcast. I, I appreciate that. I mean, like a really good podcast, you're supposed to get over 1,000 views or 1,000 downloads. I don't know how many downloads I'm getting. It's on Anchor. If they said the one I did Friday, they said 30 people listened to it. So I don't know if that's 30 people downloaded it or 30 people actually listened to it or a whole bunch of people downloaded it and they didn't listen to it. So I don't know. Either way, 30 people listening to it is pretty good for my, my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. So make sure you rate, like, review. It's on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, like I said, you guys are awesome. Unbelievably awesome. I'm at 1,523 subscribers. That is great. We're rolling to 2,000. My goal is to try to get to 2,000 subscribers by the time the football season rolls around to September. I'll talk about when the season starts. <laughs> Love you too, Luke. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports Strawberry Ice. Please subscribe, like, and share. I would greatly appreciate it. And other than that, I got one more week. Like I said, I'm going to be on vacation next week. But when the Bengals sign a free agent, I will jump on my phone, and I'll be down in sunny Florida. But we're going to talk about who they signed. And we'll be excited or we'll be upset. I don't know. It's going to be fun. But we got the rest of this week to go. I got a great line of guests tomorrow or this whole week. So make sure you check out the show every single day live at 530. And if you miss it, check it out on the rerun or check it out on the podcast. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Show the world.
Don't know.